The Local Youth Worker is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Since 1972, RYM has sought to reach and equip youth for Christ. And this podcast seeks to reach and equip those parents and youth workers who share that same desire. For more information on our student conferences, youth leader training, or resources, visit rym.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, this is episode 372, and I'm here with Tree Triolo. Tree, how's it going? Doing well, John. So good to be back on. Yeah, it's good Good to see you. And what's funny is like right when I was introducing you, I sometimes forget your name is Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> not, not many people know that. Yeah. Um, I just call you Tree all the time. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah. So it was just about everybody else I knew. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, does anyone call you Andrew at all? Not very much anymore. I usually try to introduce myself as Tree and then I'd preface it that that's not actually my name. Um, but yeah, not many people at all call me Andrew. All right. In fact, when, when, uh, my wife and I got married, she would often use my first name and I would, I just, it wouldn't even register sometimes in my head. So, uh, she just calls me Trina. <laughs> nice. Um, and for those who are just tuning in, uh, years ago, a student gave Tree that name and it's just kind of, kind of stuck. Um, so that's the, the short version of the story. Um, but Andrew, it's, it's good to see you again. Um, I know in just a minute we're going to have um, a longer conversation about a, a lot of different things. But um, we had Kurt on last week, and Kurt gave some travel tips. Um, so I thought this might be a good way to start us off is uh, just a, a travel tip. And this isn't just kind of vacation travel. This is you know travel with a youth group or, or students. Um, so what, what's a travel tip you would give um, that comes to mind? We got a few. The first one, uh, don't plan a trip and <laughs> budget for that trip when gas is about a dollar uh, a gallon less than, than it will be during the summer. Uh, we, uh, when we went to Colorado, I think gas was like 310 or 315. And by the time summer rolled around, it was like four, whatever, uh, pushing five. Right. So I definitely blew my budget on gas this year, but that wasn't my fault. Yeah, hopefully there's some grace for that uh, at the church. You, you could not yeah, account for that. Yeah, uh, and and I guess a more more uh, lighthearted and, and more practical uh, when you're planning out your food stops. I think it's it's good to actually plan ahead for those uh, for two reasons. One, uh, when we go to RYM Texas, we usually have to go through these tiny little towns in East Texas, and there's like one restaurant. Um, so we uh, we actually plan a Bucky's trip. I know there there's a, a hot take at one of the conferences this summer where somebody said Bucky's is overrated. I think that person is overrated who said that uh, because <laughs> Bucky's is amazing and there's something for everybody at Bucky's. So we actually go about 45 minutes out of the way just to go to Bucky's for lunch on our way to RYM Texas. Um, but also another pro tip here here's a fun one. Um, if if you are traveling and you stop at a Chick-fil-A, you can scan your Chick-fil-A one app and get all the points uh, if, if you end up paying for all the students uh, like we do for one of our meals. So I actually wow. got like 2,000 Chick-fil-A points on our way to Chick-fil-A this year uh, or on our way to Colorado this year. And uh, that, that paid for a couple meals for my kids. So uh, there you go. Pro tip. You, use your, your, uh, your food apps if you can. Man. 
good call yeah um no and and i like the 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 bucky's call there um i will say i, I might enter into the hot take uh that <laughs> I, I had a bad experience at a bucky so um, i know not many people did but um as far as bathrooms go they're the best bathrooms oh, yeah. that you could ever stop at mm-hmm. um and yeah i can remember that the very first time i was taking my family actually it was at our middle school, Texas, and then we went to Colorado. And then as we were coming back, we, we kind of went out of the way to stop at a Bucky's because I'd heard so much about them. And yeah, it was like uh, an hour stop just because mm-hmm. it was this amazing uh, mm-hmm. um, place and the kids went crazy and all that. So yeah, that's actually where COVID originated. It was at a Bucky's because there's so many people that congregate there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They traced. No, the gas area. station. Do you, can you get a shopping cart? <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, well, Hey, that, that's a good, uh, travel tip, uh, tree. Um, I look forward to talking to you a bit more on the other side of the break. All right. We are back with tree, uh, tree. Good to see you again. Um, it's funny as we were uh, talking at the, the beginning of the show, um, thinking about middle school, Texas, thinking about Colorado, um, you know, we got to sit down and record a few of these podcasts together in person in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That seems like a year ago. Does it feel that <laughs> way to you? It, it, it really does. Uh, in reality, it was like a month and a half, maybe. Uh, but man, that does seem like a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a, There's a lot that's happened since that trip. That's what I was going to say. I mean, so yeah, um, Colorado kind of kicked off the summer, um, for RYM and just letting our listeners know we have six conferences. It begins in Colorado. Uh, then there's a little bit of a break and then there's three conferences in Florida then another little break. And then there's high school, Maryland. And then right after that, it's middle school, Texas. Um, <clears throat> so true. We were in Colorado together and then, um, GA was in between there. Um, you've had some, some weddings <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, um, now middle school, Texas, and you're, you're just coming off middle school, Texas. Uh, why don't you just kind of give us highlights of middle school, Texas, uh, some, some thoughts on taking your students there. How, how did it go? Yeah. I actually think that middle school, Texas is a hidden gem. Uh, if you all have never brought students to middle school, Texas, uh, I know Florida is, is a lot prettier than Texas, uh, in some points. Um, I know Florida is definitely more of a draw than Texas, but man, that camp, Owasso Ranch, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That place is great. Uh, just the, the just that water area alone with the Lazy River and the slides and the pools, man, that that alone is worth the, <laughs> it, it's a draw for me because it's hot in Texas and no better place <laughs> to spend a day than in the Lazy River. I literally took a nap on the Lazy River uh, <laughs> yes. while my students pulled me around. Uh, it was great. Well, and I'll, I'll just interject because, um, yeah, affirm everything you just said. I never went to middle school, Texas, um, conference as a youth worker. I've only been when I've been on staff with RYM and I know that can make me biased, but I, I remember telling people, um, I mean, selfishly as a youth worker, uh, go to middle school, Texas, because it's just, it's so easy as a camp. I mean, I'm not saying there aren't difficulties and challenges to it, but you know, everything's fenced in. So you don't have to worry about it. Like your students escaping somehow. Um, everything's contained. Um, there's so much beauty to the campus. Uh, I mean, the, the water park area, like you said, alone is, is phenomenal. Uh, the food is amazing. Oh man. Um, yeah. And so yeah, telling people it, it's an awesome, awesome camp. Yeah. And that was not a knock on 
middle school Florida at all. Oh I've, yeah. I've, yeah, I've taken students to that conference and it's great and it's fun, but I, I, you know, I'm only three hours away from Hawkins, Texas. So it, it's an easy call for me. Um, but going back to the food comment, man, I, I talked to one of the ladies in the kitchen last year and I just said, Hey, what, what's the deal? Like your food is so good. Like what, what's, what, what's, what's the secret sauce? And she literally looked at me and she said, we know that camp food typically is terrible and we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. So, and they like served orange chicken one day and I know it wasn't like, you know, the highest quality of orange chicken, but it was still like different than, you know, just a a hamburger Mm -hmm. patty on a bun with some ketchup, you know? Um, But yeah, there's overall the food there is just, it's, it's a, it's like four or five notches above any camp food that I've ever had. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's just a pretty campus. It's it's fun, man. Yeah, I, I feel like we could probably spend a whole podcast talking about their food because um, <laughs> there is something, you know, when when you're chasing students around all day long, you're walking around everywhere, everything, you get hungry anyway. But then, I mean, yeah, their food and you just said orange chicken. I think that's like the maybe the premier meal everybody talks about. Um, but. Uh, not only that, uh, I mean, they serve you. I mean, you sit at a table and then they come bring your food to you. So, I mean, that's a different experience than most camps. You just kind of walk through a cafeteria line. Um, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And, and again, I I missed it this year. Um, did they serve the cookies that they have? Um, we we raided the kitchen and got, I I made the mistake of eating two of them (laughs) and I felt terrible for the rest of the night because they're so big. Oh man, it's, it's good. Um, so yeah, other, other highlights. I know you, you taught there as well. Um, how, how do you maybe just kind of talking about this a little bit, balancing time with students as well as, as teaching. I know, again, I was taking students to RYM for a while before I was teaching. And then when I began to teach and take students, it just added a layer of exhaustion to that. So maybe just kind of peek behind the curtain on that. Yeah. Uh, so I had the benefit of only having three guys go with me. So I only had three male students, which they're, they're a little bit easier to, to track down and, and keep eyes on. Um, so th- yeah, this, the balance is I, I would finish teaching and then I'd try to directly go find them and, and catch up with them and see how their morning was, uh, ask them about their electives, uh, and then hang out as, with them as much as possible in the afternoons, at least as much as they want to hang out with me. Um, you know, they're, they're out chasing girls and all that. So I'm just keeping an eye from a distance. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no teaching this, this year has been a lot of fun. It was a topic that I really, really am passionate and love. Um, just looking at hospitality and, and the whole idea of being a welcoming person and why that's important and why we as believers should do that. So I, I love teaching that seminar. would love to teach it again at some point, but, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And why don't you tell us just a little bit more about that elective, especially, you know, I think of something like hospitality. Um, yeah. Vitally important. Something that, you know, scripture's pretty explicit when it talks about it, but I'm thinking of like trying to communicate that to middle schoolers. Um, I know it could, could be a challenge. Um, so maybe just kind of some of the highlights of, of teaching that and some of the main points or something along those lines. Yeah. And I tried to keep the word hospitality out of it as much as I could, just because I know that that tends to be a, a word that some people just check out on. Um, sure. So I, I, I went around the concept of welcome and I actually named it, named that the seminar after a Disney song, because I figured that would be a little bit of a draw. Uh, what can I say, except you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's the, Moana, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. yes. It's, it's, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yep. Um uh, so the uh, the way I structured that seminar is I, I'd simply just ask three questions. 
I start off by asking, why do we welcome? Uh, the second day, we kind of dive into how do we do that? How can we be a welcoming person? Uh, and then the, the third day is, what does Jesus do with that as, we, as we're welcoming? And the way I tee it up is we just we go directly to the Imago Dei from Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28, just looking at we are all made in the image of God, therefore we all have dignity. And we deserve that dignity, and we deserve that uh, that care and kindness uh, that, that God has shown us, because He's He's built in that function within us to reflect His image. Uh, so we start there. That that's why uh, we have to be welcoming. We can't just push other people away all the time. We can't just you know keep to ourselves all the time. We are called to live in a community, and that's hard because mm-hmm. sin happens two chapters later, right, and messes it all up and throws our relationships into whack. So. That first day, we just kind of look at like the whole idea of why does does the image of God um, dictate that we are to be looking outward at others? Uh, the second day, we just look at some practical ways of doing, and th- and this whole time, so I, this is the, one of the biggest portions of this. I'm <laughs> almost forgot about it. Uh, so the throughout this whole seminar, we're using the book of Ruth as a case study mm-hmm. uh, to how to do that. So we're looking at Ruth and Naomi. Uh, starting off just in a desperate situation, going back uh, to to the to Naomi's hometown and just feeling completely unwelcome and feeling completely out of place. In fact, um, at the end of chapter one, it says the whole town is stirred up uh, because of uh, Naomi being there, and um, it's just that that feeling of like you walk into a room and you feel like everyone's talking about you, and why that feels so awkward, and why it like it like makes our self worth go down, and um, just trying to. Uh, in, include little bits of that story is kind of like a here. Here's how this has played out in God's story, um, and how can it play out in yours? Um, and the whole time, so this one I, I was actually really personal with because uh, I, I try to slowly throughout that seminar kind of reveal how the the idea of welcome has made a huge impact on me in my life and my story. Um, you know, spoiler alert: if you if you haven't heard the seminar, I'm going to uh, share one of those. So I. When I was growing up, my family moved quite a bit, and it typically happened right around the time I was starting a new stage of school. So like elementary school, I went in with very few friends, middle school, very few friends, and then we moved right before I started high school. So I started high school with no friends at all. Mm -hmm. Walking into a huge public school in Charlotte, North Carolina, no friends. Um, And uh, the way that the the book of Ruth kind of, you know, meshes in with my stories is, you know, Ruth uh, Naomi changes her name to Mara, which means bitter. Her name is Naomi, which means sweet. And she changes it to bitter. That was me for a long time because I was so mad at the world. I was so mad at God for, you know, just building up these friendships and then having to start over, over and over. Um, and it took just a few people, um, for me, uh, one shout out to my buddy, AJ Swanson. If you're listening to this, I uh, hope yeah. you're doing well. Um, uh, it took a, a guy from my freshman English class that, you know, I, I took a risk, introduced myself because I recognized him. He took a risk, invited me over to his house. We spent the next four years, you know, playing video games, watching football and doing a Bible study at his house on Sunday afternoons. And and that that little picture of like hospitality and welcome was hugely transformative for me because it started the process of me actually making my faith my own. And uh, I, I truly believe that I became a believer you know, my sophomore year of high school. Um, it was because of the hospitality people that that did that for me. So, trying to to enter enter uh, put little bits of my story into that seminar, 
And then the last day, we just kind of look at the application, like what what does Jesus do with that? And that's where I kind of bring in that part of the story where, you know, God used this as a means to actually convert me, like mm-hmm. the love of others, the kindness of others, the the worth that other people gave me, the time that they gave me. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I tried something uh, a little bit different than I thought I was going to this year. So I actually read my son's favorite book out loud. I think people actually really like that. It's called Stick and Stone. It's about a stick and stone that become best friends. Oh, uh, man. Uh, stick stands up for stone and, and a friendship is grown. And uh, it's just a cool story. Uh, so we kind of end with that, like looking at like a small act of love and kindness can actually mean more than you think it is. And that's why we welcome like that's mm-hmm. that's the that's what Jesus does with that. Is he actually works in those stories. So, uh, yeah, I love that seminar. It's fun, and I can talk about the Book of Ruth all day long. I think it's one of the the most beautiful stories in the scriptures. So, mm. yeah, it is. And tell me the, the book again: Stick and Stone. Is that Stick and Stone? Okay. I wish I could remember the name of the author, but I can't okay. off the top of my head. Yeah, but. people can can Google. Mm-hmm. That, but now it makes me want to yeah check that out and yeah I, I love getting to hear that that part of your story and um just like you just shared just one small act how mm-hmm. the Lord can use that mm-hmm. um yeah it is, go ahead yeah, yeah and yeah I was just gonna uh, throw in another little quick tidbit there so another way that God used welcome in my life was you know, I've, I've uh, the the Clemson University Outdoor Life has has been a huge part of my life it's a summer camp that I worked at. And uh, going down to work there, I, I knew a few people that had worked there because my church had gone down and volunteered. So I, I recognized faces. Um, but when I actually went down to work, I was told to sh- kind of just go to this person's house and, and they, they were just going to take care of me. And I had no clue who they were. Uh, and ended up being the, this family called the Martin family. And I, you know, had to knock on the door and, you know, I show up and I, I, again, I recognize their faces, but I didn't really know them all that well. And I ended up being like essentially adopted by that family. And, uh, you know, four, I think four of my groomsmen were in, in that house that day when I went and knocked on that door. So like that, that's the impact of, of like they welcomed me in, they were hospitable, became some of my best friends in the whole world. So yeah, welcome and, and hospitality is, it's, it's a huge part of my story. So I love it. Mm, man, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. and too, as you're talking about the book of Ruth, um, have you read the Piper book? What is it? A bittersweet providence or a sweet and bitter providence? Something mm-hmm. along those no. lines. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's all on the, the book of Ruth and anyway, that's an awesome one to pick up. Um, so especially your, your love for that book. And it is one of those just, yeah, sweet little books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tucked away. Yeah, and it all, it all culminates to that last part of the, chapter four, you know, David arrives on the scene, like this, mm-hmm. that, that whole story was part of God's promise and he used a messy, messy line to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's huge encouraging to me because I, I know that God, God uses messy people to do his work, which is hey, awesome. To that. Yeah. Uh, the two of us right here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can mm-hmm. give testimony to that. Um, so uh, I do want to remind everyone that um, the audio from our conferences uh, will be up on our website. Um, so I don't know exactly when, but uh, people can can check that out. Check out, you know, Trees uh, Elective as well as others will be up there um, eventually. Uh, so just, yeah, if you look at our conference audio, it should be posted. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There were so many good topics this year. I'm, I'm like, I really wanted to go and listen to some, but. Yeah. I'd love it when, whenever, you know, we start reaching out to other youth workers to teach electives. Um, 
I just love seeing the list of topics that people come up with. Um, and, and I just think, man, I'd love to sit in every one of these, but then also the creative titles people come up with. I just, I love <laughs> seeing what, cause titles are so hard. Um, Kurt usually comes up with funnier ones. <laughs> He's pretty good, but you, I mean, come on, uh, Moana and uh, the, the rock. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. That's I, I figured that was a, a way to get people to, to come. So either that or my nickname, people show yeah. up. Those that's true. Yeah. That is a draw. Um, well, Tria, I'd love to talk to you just a little bit. I know, um, kind of pre-recording we're saying, Hey, what exactly are we going to talk about? And, uh, some of this is, you know, it's still kind of the summer we know for, uh, many people, school has already started back and is, is starting back in some places, um, but it's just a little chaotic. But we continue want to try to provide something for, for people to listen to. And um, I know it's been a little bit different for our listeners this summer as we've gotten away from the um, the the variety show format, I guess, is what we keep referring to it as. Um but yeah, uh, excited about you know this this upcoming um, semester. I think September might be when we, we kick off uh, the variety show again. Um, trying to think of that essential segment. Who knows? We might continue to do the travel tips that <laughs> Kurt has come up with. Those can be uh, helpful as people kind of share pro tips about uh, planning for um, retreats. Uh, but there's there's some other segments. Um, I think the middle one we might be dealing with kind of fears of ministry and insecurities of ministry. We don't really, and I guess that's something we need to tell people too. These titles are undecided. Um, we don't know what all we're going to be, um, but yeah, what these are going to be called. Uh, but, but yeah, reaching out to, to a few people that'll be on, um, just letting people know that Brian Habig is going to be coming on, uh, that he gave a talk at, uh, together for the gospel years ago called fears of a minister. And that was a, a big impact on me. And so, um, yeah, he's willing to come, come back on, talk about some of that, but also kind of head in some different directions on some of that. And so we'll reach out to him and get some others to kind of speak into that middle segment. Um, but then we, we do have some ideas too, for, for the longer segment as well. Um, Tree, why don't you give, uh, just a little bit of description of, of what we might be talking about in those longer segments? Yeah. And we're still coming up with a, a title for this one as well. Yeah. Um, but I've been thinking a lot and just kind of dovetailing off of the, what I was saying in the seminar, I've been thinking a lot about just the, the idea of stories lately. And uh, I want to read a little segment from Joe Deegan's uh, The Power of Story, one of the track uh, series books. He says in, uh, in the opening chapter on page 12, stories shape us in ways that very few things can. People can say what you eat, and we consume stories all day long, social media, TV, movies, music, school, news, sports, books, friendships, even our own personal dialogue inside our heads. These are stories that we munch on all day in and out. The question is, what are these stories doing to our souls? Are they making us more or less human? In other words, are they shaping us to be more and more the, the creatures that God made us to be, or are they driving us further and further away from the light of God's presence? Yeah. And just thinking about just the things that we experience and how they shape us again, like the, the power of hospitality was hugely transformative for me. But one of the things that has shaped me quite a bit is just the ways that God has worked in really, really difficult situations and worked in really, really hard um, providences that he's um, put into my life. And um, uh, at some point during that section, I'm going to share uh, a, a story that involves quite a bit of tragedy, but also uh, has a, a lot of hope uh, in it. And 
uh, just looking back and thinking through that experience. And then it actually connects with a, a, an experience that I experienced at my new church here um, and uh, kind of brought back a lot of painful memories. And, um, and uh, but, the, but the Lord worked in that story as well. So I, I would just love to hear from people about the things that they go through. And, and this isn't a, a place where we're, you know, unpacking all the dirt on all the places that we've lived and, and all the, all the churches we work for. That's not, that's not my hope. Um, and I'm hoping that we can kind of keep those, uh, those types of things a little bit anonymous, but just looking at how God has worked and things that we didn't think he could work through, uh, and looking at, you know, relationships with, with particular students or families that have been hard or, um, looking at, experiences that we've gone through that have just been absolutely tragic, but somehow God has used them. Uh, you know, God works in amazing ways and sometimes we don't see it in the moment. And I would love to hear, I'd love to hear people's stories because I think it's so, so awesome to kind of jump in with people and, and hear, hear what they've experienced and hear what they've lived and just ask them questions and, and kind of learn a little bit more about them as a person and how God has shaped them during that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Jerry, I think this was a great idea um, uh, to come up with. And I mean, it just is, you know, Joe Deacon's book, which you know, I tell people to pick that up. But I mean, we're created for stories. Uh, we know that God gave us a story uh, to reveal his goodness to us and his love for us. Um, and so, yeah, stories resonate with us. And, and like you said, we all go through hard times. We all experience various forms of, of tragedy and and pain and um so often uh, we you know when we're in the midst of it it can be hard to, to say okay what is the lord teaching us in this moment what what is what's god up to what's he doing and, and sometimes we you know don't get uh, the luxury of of seeing that and sometimes you know we we don't even know that this out of heaven um but it is awesome to to be able to have those times to to share ways in which um we've seen god's hand at work and uh been able to um, have that time to reflect and to process what took place and to be able to share that. And I think it is important for believers to do that um, because this world is so broken and so difficult. Um, what we need to, as believers, be fostering hope of the gospel. And that's that's what we hope to do. Um, through yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes we don't have time to, you know, look back and unpack right after things happen. Um, and I think that's, I think that's actually one of the ways that Satan works in us is that he helps us bury things when they need to be talked about. Um, so just, you know, the, something happened to me in 2012 uh, in a ministry that I worked with that, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I ever really understood the impact of it until two years ago. Um, wow. when, when another, another thing happened that was similar, but not, not as tragic. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it, it helped me process it a little bit, just thinking about it and, say like actually like sitting in my car and, and talking through through that out loud to myself um so I, I would just love to hear i'd love to hear people unpack a little bit um and reflect and, and see see god's god's light his goodness on the other side of things you know yeah. we, all, we all need a therapist in some way <laughs> uh, shape or form and uh, sometimes we just need to talk talk things out loud to yeah wrap our heads around it well and i, and I like it you said it too that um 
that yeah I, I, I do think it's the, the evil one that that keeps us from so many moments of reflection and you know pausing and having solitude and um, just to, just to think uh, we're, we're so distracted as a, a culture and we have so much coming at us all the time and so you know maybe uh, these stories can even be used in that way um, to get people to reflect on their own um, hardships that they've come across in their life or um, some way that a story that is shared here connects to their story and helps them process it. And so, yeah. Yeah. I would love for people to listen to this and be like, man, I know exactly how that feels. Yeah. And it's, it's good to hear how God has worked in, in that person's story. And, and maybe that'll be helpful to help them see God's work in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, more of your story tree and what, what you're wanting to share, but then also some of those on the podcasting, uh, sharing a little bit and then reaching out to others um, as well to kind of share some of their um, stories. And even, you know, in the difficult, like you said, being sensitive that it, hey, it's not just uh, throwing people under the bus or gossiping or anything, trying to keep that anonymous, but using those aspects of the story uh, for God's glory and um, to love others better. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that will definitely be a part going forward. Um, whatever title we kind of come up with that. Um, we also have, um, some exciting guests that, uh, um, we'll, we'll still continue to tease out. We're not saying, um, 100% on some of these cause they're not confirmed, but, um, talking about, um, uh, get, getting some notable people to share about their teenage years. Um, so that'll be coming up. Um, we, we launched that with our, our 50th anniversary. So that'll continue to be a part of this as well as just people releasing books that we think would be helpful uh, for youth workers. Um, we've got some guests coming on to talk about some forthcoming books. Um, but I'm also jumping back to the, the middle segment to talking about kind of the, the fears that we, we deal with in our, our lives. Uh, looking forward to, to that. Um, uh, maybe treat maybe just commenting on that a little bit. I know we'll get some of the podcast team to come in and, and share some of the kind of insecurities of of life, but just kind of thoughts on on that segment as well. Man, there are so many. <laughs> if only if only there was a book on insecurity that that we could promo <laughs> for for people. Uh, no, I, I think the just the fear of not being able to make everybody happy. I think is one one for me. Um, just trying, trying too hard uh, to do too many things. Um, we work in a business where not everybody's going to be happy, and and we have to be okay with that. And we have to uh, just keep plugging away for the gospel, plugging away for the work that He's given us. And uh, it's important that we're we're not you know steamrolling people and purposely making people mad. But at the same time, we also can't live and die by. You know, I have to please this family or else, or I have to please these this group of people or else. Um, that's a that's a hole that we can get ourselves in. And mm-hmm. I know that it it can make it a bigger hole if you keep keep doing that. So I think one of my biggest insecurities and fears is is falling into that, trying to make mm-hmm. everybody happy. Yep. Yeah. No. Totally agree with that and um just letting our listeners know um that you know whatever title we come up with this kind of discussion on fears and insecurities um although some of this is going to be related to ministry it will definitely connect to those outside of ministry um i mean (laughs) fear is a commonality for all of us and so we're going to find points of connection um but um, we know that what we discuss here is going to be um, easily translatable to those who aren't in full-time ministry. So I don't want anyone listening thinking that's excluding 
excluding them. But um, anyway, that's that's a little bit of a, a preview for this uh, up, upcoming season. And uh, Tree, I'm excited to get back to doing this a little bit more regularly and getting to see you and the other uh, parts of the or the other people on the the uh, podcast team as well. Um, so hey, look, thanks for taking the time to to come on today and sharing some of this with us. Appreciate your time as well, brother. We'll see you later. Without